Today, we embark on a brand new series and meet a boy named Javen, whose life is about to change forever when he meets a dragon. Welcome to another exciting adventure in the Story Forest, bringing moments of imagination and peace to your family with our exciting original tales. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. Javen and the Dragon, the Black Pyramid. Javen was a boy of the age where he was able to do some useful things about the place and to feel and understand that they were useful too. True, he still went to school in the morning, as did all the other children in the valley, but his afternoons were spent in the farm with the men and the older boys who had left school behind them. Indeed, there were some responsibilities that were his alone, and if he had not done them, they would have gone undone, which was something that Javen took very seriously. He felt important, but not important like the flag waving at the top of the church clock tower, but important like one of the cogs he had seen when the clock had been mended, hidden but a small part of the machinery that made everything work. It was a good way to feel, and Javen felt as though he could see his whole life stretch out ahead of him, planting and then bringing in harvests, rearing animals, growing stronger and wiser, drinking with the men, helping rebuild the bridge when it needed it, drinking at the tavern, laughing with his friends, marrying one of the village girls, though he couldn't tell which one yet, and generally doing all things as they had always been done. Of course, he was completely wrong about most of that, but for now it was a nice way to feel, and as Javen made his way along the path in the spring sunshine, and the birds sang and the bees buzzed, Javen might have noticed that he was almost perfectly happy, if he had not been too busy thinking about what might be for lunch. Javen is our hero. We will travel with him through many trials, but at this moment he's completely unaware of any of that. These would be the last moments of his life before. It does not concern us hugely, but suffice it to know that Javen is loved, happy, dependable and a little quiet. His father is a hard-working man who also doesn't use more words than are necessary. But Javen knows he is loved by the way his father rubs the back of his head and looks at him with a twinkle of a smile in his eye at the end of the day. Javen's mother died a while ago, sadly. He misses her, but doesn't think about her all that often anymore. But... Back to Javen's last normal moments. The dirt track was dry, the road sloped gently up towards Dragon Mountain, though Javen's farm isn't very close. The first thing Javen was aware of was a sound, a rush of air, 
and then a blur, a dark blur in the sky, and then his eyes adjusted, his brain somersaulted, and his heart beat faster, because in front of Javen stood a dragon. Javen blinked. It was enormous. Javen had imagined dragons, had heard tales of dragons his whole life. He had spent hours in his younger years staring at the top of Dragon Mountain, willing a black shape to circle against the sky. He had seen pictures. The tavern in the village had a sign of a dragon outside it, but not even his wildest imaginings had prepared him for this. The dragon was enormous. Though for the moment it stood still, its very presence was overwhelming. It felt both like something inevitable of nature, a mountain, a rock, and like the most alive thing that Javen had ever seen. The dragon moved its tail a fraction, and Javen stared as its scales moved, so hard, so dry, that they looked as though they should stay still for the rest of time, but they slipped into movement like water. Javen, in complete dread, and utmost wonder in the same moment, lifted his head. Perhaps this was to be his last moment, but then he would spend his last moment looking at a dragon. It felt almost worth it. The dragon's scales were a very dark green. Its head was huge, about five times the size of a cow's face. Its eyes were black all over, but there seemed to be so much inside them. Age, wisdom, intelligence, perhaps wickedness. The dragon still did nothing. Javen observed the fierce angles of its face, the huge sweeping wings that reached out either side of the dragon, still. He noticed the scales that were worn, scratched, stained or faded, he saw the claws on the enormous feet. He looked up again to the dragon's head. Why wasn't it doing anything at all? As Javen watched the dragon, seemingly it watched him. Javen felt himself being observed up and down. Perhaps the dragon was deciding which part of him to eat first. Then their eyes locked. Javen felt strangely emotional, as though the deepest parts of him were being pulled up from the inside, the parts he didn't think about very often, the parts that usually made their presence known in the darkness of the night. And then Javen found something happening to his own body. Almost without permission, but also with Javen knowing with some deep sense he'd never had before that it was the right thing to do, Javen lifted a hand to the dragon, palm outstretched. The dragon's whole body shifted and Javen tensed, 
knowing at the same time that there was no point in running or fighting. But the dragon did not move forward. Instead, it bent its huge body down, holding up its enormous wings and tail behind it. Javen realised after a few moments that the dragon was bowing. It bowed low. Javen, no longer compelled by the strange knowing, bent his body awkwardly into a bow. Then the air swirled around him again, and the dragon lifted from the ground and beat powerful wings, climbing impossibly into the sky. Javen stood and watched the dragon flying through the sky as it became smaller and smaller and finally disappeared over the black crags of Dragon Mountain. He felt strange, as though some liquid had been poured into his brain and he was swimming through it not quite sure of what was real or where he was. By instinct, eventually, his feet began to walk further up the track, passing the familiar landmarks in a dream until he turned in through the gate to the farmhouse. Some bread and cheese had been left out for him and he touched the plate with his hand but didn't eat. After a moment he went outside where his dad was walking across the farmyard. His dad put down the straw he was carrying immediately and walked over putting his hand on Javen's shoulder and ducking his head down to look directly into his eyes. What's happened to you, lad? Javen opened his mouth to speak and found it dry. He swallowed and tried to say something, but nothing happened. He furrowed his brow and tried for just dragon, but still no words would come. He tried a few more times, but the words were gone. He couldn't say anything. His dad put an arm around him. It was reassuringly strong, heavy over his shoulders. Let's get a drink in you, lad. Then you'll need to be going to see Granny Cavern. Javen and everyone he knew and everyone he had ever met lived in the Forgotten Valley. Surrounded by mountains, it was a lush ground of crops and fat livestock and people who knew each other's names, life stories and grandparents. It was called Forgotten because, by and large, it had been forgotten by the outside world and was all the better for it. Raiders rarely ravished their stock Magicians thought their obedience too small a prize and the faraway king hadn't raised their taxes in a long while. News of the world came in dribs and drabs when someone had to venture out of the valley to get something not available within or a prodigal returned or some strange character passed through. It was not very often, but the people didn't mind. Outside the valley... They would tell their children the world was frightening, unstable and unsettled. There were highwaymen and bandits, trolls and ogres. It felt irrelevant to the children. They were safe in the valley. The dragons flew in the skies and the sun rose and set each day. 
and there was Granny Cavern. Everyone knew Granny Cavern and most people went to visit her every week or so, bringing her bread and fruits and cheese, or a blanket or firewood or some sheep fleece to turn into wool. And in return she would smile at them and listen to their problems. And somehow, by the time they left, they would usually have a good idea about what to do about them. Granny Cavern was even more special for Javen because she was his actual granny, his mother's mother. He had always liked visiting her cosy cave, with a fire roaring on all but the warmest days, patterned fabrics everywhere, and usually a cup of spiced tea and biscuits ready on the table. On this special day, when Javen had met a dragon and forgotten how to speak, he felt a huge relief walking up the path again, back to Granny's cavern. The birds sang around him, the crickets chirped, and the sun was beginning to go down, making everything around him golden. Even though he had grown with these trees, had planted some of these fields, they seemed different from him today, separate. He came to the bottom of Granny's mountain and stepped up the worn path that led to her cave, where he usually called out to her. He opened his mouth as usual, but again no sound came out. Javen looked around him on the ground until he found a large stone and hit it against the wall three times. Come on in, child! Granny's voice came from within, silvery but strong, kind and wise. Javen pushed aside the three sets of thick curtains that covered the entrance to the cave. The first was the colour of the rock itself, the second was a deep moss green, and the third was a warm red. He blinked as his eyes adjusted, the fire was lit, and Granny stood pouring a steaming drink from a copper kettle that she had just taken from the flames. Her deep blue eyes met his, and she smiled. Come and sit down, Javen boy. There's a good lad. Granny Cavern's not surprised. I can see in your face that the time has come, and not before time either. Get some of this drink in you. It won't bring your voice back but it'll do you good. Javen obeyed, feeling questions bubbling inside of him that had no way to get out of him, sitting on a stone ledge that was covered in cushions and quilts. He sipped at the cup, tasting honey and rosemary and thyme, as well as flavours he couldn't identify. Granny Cavern bustled about, putting some things away, and then finally came to sit opposite him, looked at him right in the eyes and began to speak. You've seen a dragon, Javen? He nodded. Good, she said, though whether she was pleased that she had got it right or pleased that he had met a dragon, Javen was not certain. You've been chosen, Javen, and I did think it would be you. I don't suppose you've learned about the Black Pyramid at school, have you? Javen shook his head and Granny Cavern sighed with a smile. 
What use is anything you learn at school if you don't know about the really important things? Never mind. I'll tell you now. The Forgotten Valley is very old. It was created when a band of brave heroes looking for a safe place for their families to live met a group of young dragons looking for the same thing. There was a battle, of course, because heroes are hot-headed and dragons won't stand for anything they think dishonours them. The battle was fierce and lasted a day and a night, with the dragon's flames shooting across the dark sky and the swords catching their reflections. Now, with the dragons was a young dragon, and with the heroes was a young girl. While the older dragons fought, they were meant to stay hidden and safe. But a night and a day is a long time to hide, and after a while, they found each other. The girl had also found an interesting stone, which was triangle-shaped with smooth sides. She showed the dragon, who was entranced. Gesturing for the girl to move out of the way, he shot flame at it. When he did, the ground around them shook, and nearby, a mountain grew up. The dragon breathed fire again, and a brother mountain raised up next to the first. The dragon breathed on the stone seven times, until all of the dragons and all of the humans were surrounded by mountains. A fresh, cool river flowed down the side of one of them, and it was only when the water flowed over their feet that the dragons and the humans were distracted from their fighting. They looked around them and saw that their children had been wiser than they and saw the valley, which was perfect for the humans to live in, and the mountains, which were perfect for the dragons. They stood around the stone, blackened by the fire, and over many hours forged an agreement between man and dragon, the first and only of its kind, to live in harmony and to protect each other in the Forgotten Valley. The humans built their village and the dragons made caves and caverns and they prospered and multiplied and a safe haven was created. The dragons stopped monsters coming to the valley to attack the humans and the humans stopped heroes coming to fight the dragons. Granny Cavern took a sip of her drink and gave Javen a smile. Of course, this was all a very long time ago. The dragons and the humans lost touch, rather. In those days, the stories say you might find some dragons outside the church on a Sunday, roaring along with the hymns. But they gradually grew apart all except for the girl and the dragon she had met. They were like one. The dragon allowed her to ride on his back and they were very great friends. They called her the Dragon Caller because the dragon came when she called and they were the 
final defence of the Forgotten Valley, human and dragon working together, just as they had when everything was created. Since then, there have been a few dragon callers in generations when danger has come to the valley. And now, Javen, it seems that danger is coming again. A dragon has called you. And now you will be the dragon caller. Javen's mind did somersaults. Could this all be true? But as he questioned it, his mind returned to the path earlier that day, to the wind from the dragon's wings sweeping across his body. The only thing more impossible than it being true was it being untrue. Javen pointed to his throat. It seemed a pertinent question. How was he to call a dragon when he no longer had a voice? Granny Cavern beamed at him. That's it, lad. Well done. Now, go right to the back of the cavern and see what you find. I'll find some cake for when you come out. Javen stood uncertainly, wondering what on earth he could find in Granny's cupboards of pots and pans, herbs and spices, blankets and cushions. But when he got to the back, he found something he had never seen before. It was another curtain, only as high as his hip, the colour of the stone. He pushed it aside and crouched down to look. There was a tunnel, and there was some sort of light glowing from the other end. Javen turned his head. He could hear Granny humming. It must be safe. So he crawled into the passage. It twisted and turned, and for a few moments Javen crawled through the darkness. Finally, he turned a corner and came to a larger room. In the middle of the room was a stone platform, and sitting on top of it, glowing, was a large triangular piece of black stone. The Black Pyramid! Javen approached cautiously, but nothing happened. He reached out to touch the stone, and as he did, he felt a heat sweep through him with a roar that he felt rather than heard. It was over in a moment, but Javen felt transformed, his body tingling, ready to leap and jump, climb, swim, shout... He bowed his head to the stone and whispered, Thank you. His voice was back, but was different, deeper, quieter. Then he went back down the tunnel, barely seeming to touch the walls or floor. He pushed through the curtain and Granny Cavern straightened up, smiling at him. He felt as though flames were bursting through his skin. You won't want cake, Granny Cavan said, putting the plate down. No, Javen said. Granny grinned at him. 
Go on, Javen, run! Call that dragon! Javen was out of the cavern before he even knew it and scaled the side of the mountain, not even sure what he was looking for until he found it, a flattish platform. He lifted his head, filled still with the strange energy of the black pyramid, and out of his mouth came a wild, strange cry, not quite a sound that could be made by a human. And then through the sky came the rushing of wind, the beating of wings, and the green dragon with its big clever eyes swooped through the air and landed beside him. In his strange heightened state, Javen's wariness was gone and he reached out a hand to touch the dragon's head. It breathed out some smoke and a wild scent surrounded Javen and then the dragon swept its wing gently around him and Javen threw his arms around the dragon's neck and sobbed, carried away by the moment. The dragon shook too. Eventually they came apart and the dragon bowed once again and flew up into the sky. Javen watched. His whole life looked different now, but he didn't mind. When the dragon disappeared into the sky, Javen started to make his way down the mountain again. He would be able to help his father bring in the cows. And tomorrow? Well, who knew what tomorrow would bring? The End Thanks for listening. What do you think you would do if you met a dragon? What do you think might happen to Javen next? Can you design your own dragon? Javen and the dragon will be back next week for another episode. In the meantime, why not explore some of our other series, like the Sapphire Islands, where Tobin and Eva search for their lost parents among mysterious islands full of magic and music. Plus, you can support the story for us by checking out our Etsy shop and buying something, such as our family summer holiday planner. Just click the link in the episode description to see this and more.